0: Emanating from www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash thinking out loud radio. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show giving voice to issues that matter to you.
1: Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for this show on iTunes, Google Play Music. And so excited as I usually am that you decided to t- tune in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and Instagram at The TO Radio Show and like our Facebook fan page.
0: Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister Michael Mimons. <laughs> center stage on the Lincoln about radio show every tuesday in the month october listen radio show host michael Levin's interview the major candidates in this upcoming election in a time when people are literally losing their houses due to foreclosure for less than a hundred dollars in a time when people are having their water shut off we need change and that is why i am running for mayor this Tuesday at 8 p.m. on BlogtalkRadio.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Michael Nimitz talks to Mayor candidate, Senator Colby Young. This is an interview you don't want to miss. The Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter
1: to you. What's up, family? And welcome to the 10th edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show I hope you enjoyed our new intro Uh, We decided to bring some new heat On this 10th edition Of the Thinking Out Loud Radio show That's right It's been 10 shows We're including The special edition Of the Thinking Out Loud Radio show Where we uh, Where it was entitled Houston We have a problem If you haven't Heard that episode Then you need to go back In our archives On the iTunes Google Play Music And tune in And listen to uh, That podcast As well But it's been 10 episodes Since we started Back in I believe July And uh Um, Here we are, 10 episodes in We decided to give you guys some brand new heat with our intro I hope you enjoyed it, I know you did Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemens. Thank you again, and I hope that uh, the shows that we've been bringing you have, have been a blessing to you In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, as you heard in the opening, uh, we're calling it Meet the Candidates throughout the month of October. And we're interviewing the major candidates leading up to the November election. We're calling this Meet the Candidates because uh, this is, I believe, a community service that we're offering to the listeners of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I believe it's so important not just to vote. Uh, because that is definitely a right that uh, and a privilege that we are uh, that we should take full advantage of. But I certainly believe that you should be an informed voter. You should be someone that knows uh, the candidates, knows what their platform is, knows what their vision, their plan is, if they should be elected or even reelected to whatever office they are uh, bidding for. So um, that is why we're doing this, and I hope. That you will take advantage of the shows every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. On blogtalkradio.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. And in this edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio show, we will be playing an interview that we recently had with mayoral candidate Senator Coleman Young Jr. As you heard in the opening promo, October is Meet the Candidates Month, where each Tuesday, again, we'll be interviewing uh, the major candidates in the Detroit City uh, election coming up. In November. So, uh, if you want to know more about Senator Coleman Young, want to volunteer for his campaign, you can go to www.theyoungmovement.com and there you can get all the information you need to be a part of this young man's movement. After Senator Young's interview, we're going to take a segment to discuss it and get your feedback about what he said, and you be, and if you believe he's the next mayor or should be the next mayor of the city of Detroit. Which brings us to our question of the week: which Which important qualities uh, are you looking for in the next mayor of the city of Detroit? Again, uh, these meet the candidates segments are being done, I believe, for your benefit because uh, we want you to be an informed. Voter, so you should know what the candidate's platform is. You should be able to at least um, trust some of their qualities and uh, and their. Uh, characteristics they, that, that, um, that they are showing or, or have shown you uh, in this campaign season or this election cycle uh, that leads you to believe that they will be uh, that they're qualified or capable to hold the office of mayor or whatever office they are seeking election for. So we plan to get into this question uh, after Senator Young's interview. So stay tuned. Uh, please remember to follow us on all of our social media accounts On Twitter, at TOL Radio Show On Instagram, is the TOL Radio Show And of course, on our Facebook fan page Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio in this current event segment of the Thinking Out Loud radio show We're reporting yet another weekend tragedy uh, On this past Sunday evening in Las Vegas I'm sure you all made have been made aware of this On um, most of the major news outlets uh, During an open air concert outside the Mandalay Bay Hotel uh, Steven Paddock, a crazed madman Opened fire on the this massive crowd of people From a hotel room on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Delay Bay hotel room Killing more than 50 people And wounding 400 others According to reports this is the Largest shooting in U.S. History and our thoughts and prayers Are certainly with the families of Everyone affected and impacted By this violent Uh violent shooting Out mass shooting out In um in Las Vegas we were just talking about that and this man supposedly is was independently wealthy a millionaire and not someone you would think that uh, would do something like this. No one um, that has been interviewed um, in his family or those that may know him all have said that this has caught them completely by surprise, which is what people typically say um, in, in situations like this. But one thing that comes to mind is that, you know, we usually think that people who trip off like this are um, broke. They don't have any money. They've run out of resources. They feel hopeless. They feel dejected, and 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 sometimes their finances are directly connected to their emotions in that in a sense. And so, um, but in this case, this individual had money, and yet he was still not happy. And so, what we find is that money does not make you happy. Uh, this pursuit of money does not make uh, you happy. And so, you just have to find. Um, Your peace and find Your solace in In God and that is where uh, Our focus should always Be and our thoughts and prayers again Are with those uh, who have been Affected and impacted those who lost Their lives the families of those victims In this mass shooting In Las Vegas Our thoughts and prayers again go out to the people of Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands that are still reaping the disastrous repercussions from Hurricane Maria that wreaked havoc on those American islands. And I know we've been saying it pretty much every week from now for the last four or five weeks. This is hurricane season. And, you know, and I know it sounds like a cliche, um, you know, in some cases, but uh, we sincerely and we are deeply praying for Uh, praying for you. And uh, we hope that um, God will um, uh, bring some kind of peace and solace in the midst of what is going on. We know him to be a provider. We know him to be the supplier of all of our needs and certainly those that are looking to donate to help uh, individuals in these types of situations, you can always go to the American Red Cross, uh, the United Way, um, agencies like these, organizations like these um, to donate and we're encouraging people to do so to help those that are in need because it's certainly um, um, uh, very much needed In this, in this day and in this time. I know this may be a familiar voice To some that are listening Certainly a familiar voice to me This is the Honorable Bishop David L. Ellis. Um, he is going on to be with the Lord, and we thought it would be um, great to pay tribute to him and honor him uh, in this tenth edition of the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. He went on to be with the Lord back in March nineteenth of two thousand uh, of nineteen ninety six. March nineteenth, nineteen ninety six, is when he went home to be with the Lord, made his transition. Uh, certainly, a man has made an indelible mark in my life, and in certain. In the lives of some of you Who are listening to this podcast right now And I'm playing one of his favorite songs And one of my favorite as well My mind is made up I'm on my way up I'm going to hold my head up I'm going on with the Lord. In fact, uh, we're just gonna let this song ride out. We're getting ready to go to commercial. Uh, when we come back, we're going right into our uh, interview with mayoral candidate Senator Coleman Young Jr. You've been listening to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Stay tuned. Stay close. We'll be right back. Oh, You turned in to the 39 Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked it's their birthday, need a gift for that special someone? Then call KCN and Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed, or getting audited, or having issues with IRS. Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service design with you in mind.
2: You tuned to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, Keep It locked. Keep It Loud. I want everyone to give a, a warm thinking out loud radio show. Welcome to uh, Michigan State Senator and Mayorial candidate, Senator Coleman Alexander Young. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have you on the show. Excellent. <laughs> so so tell me, um, Senator Young, um, what what or who inspired you to get into politics?
3: Well, what inspired me to get into politics, man, is just the fact that, um, you know, I, when I looked to my right and I looked to my left and I saw the people who were suffering and I saw the people who were hurting, I decided that I could either complain about it or I could get involved and do something about it. And I want to make a difference, and so that's why I got involved. I got involved because when I when I was, when I came here as a young man looking for a job, an opportunity, um, I was going all around the city trying to get into radio. And I went over to a radio station. They let me in, and as I walked in, I saw my father's picture on the wall. Mm. I'm thinking, okay, man, as long as I stay cool and don't light my hair on fire, I think I'm going to get this job. <laughs>
4: They're
3: supposed to taking pictures of me and having me sign autographs. And I'm thinking everything's going great. Then long story short, not only do I not get a job, I don't even get a call back. Wow. And I thought to myself, that can happen to me. That's happening to a whole lot of young brothers out here.
2: Right.
3: And I'm in a position to be able to do something to stop that and alleviate that you would be wrong if I didn't use it. Because if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem.
2: Absolutely.
3: So that's Absolutely. why I decided to get involved, and that's what, that's what inspired me, you know, to get involved in politics. But also, you know, it was a lot of conversation with my father and the values and virtues and principles and integrity that he instilled within me. And, uh, you know, that was also something that always inspired me to do more, to uh, understand that power is only an important as an instrument to serve the powerless. It's so mm. that's why I decided to run for office and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now and that's why I'm running for mayor. And those are the well, core we're... guiding principles that lead me.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome and we're very happy and proud uh proud of of you and uh the work that you are doing uh in the state of Michigan and in uh, the the community of the city of Detroit. Um sure. Talk to us about some of your your memories of your father you mentioned him um i you know he was definitely a great mayor in the city of detroit um but talk talk to us about some of those memories that you have of of mayor uh, Coleman Young
3: uh, the memories that I have of my father uh are one either you know, are one of love or mm-hmm. one of Odyssey are uh, one of seeing being proud to be who you are, leaving the situation better than when you found it. Mm. Um, you know, my father would say we would talk a lot about, you know, not only what he's done, but more importantly, we talk a lot about what my responsibilities were as a young black man, how I should conduct myself going into the world. Um you know, he would talk a lot about, you know, what he wants you to do, what he expected of me. But he would also talk, you know, he would also talk to me just in terms of encouragement and love as well. And um, I learned quite a bit in terms of what it is to be a man. And I also learned quite a bit in terms of what it is to be able to help those that are less fortunate than you, the least Mm. of these, the oppressed, the depressed, uh, abandoned, you know what I'm saying, the discarded, you know, that uh, they're human beings too. And your role as a leader, your role as a man, your role as a responsible citizen and human being is to add value to the lives of those around you. And that Absolutely. the actions that you commit have consequences that are far reaching and beyond beyond yourself. And always be mindful of that. You always hmm. leave a place better if you found it. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I think that's really that's really what my father, you know, left for me, you know. Uh so look a man in the eye, say what you mean, mean what you say, don't take no wooden nickels. <laughs> um yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he said a little bit differently, but I ain't gonna repeat it on the radio, show. Uh-huh. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, he said a little bit differently. Like we all,
2: right? We all know how um, Mayor Coleman Young. He was, he was very candid, very straight to the yeah. point, <laughs> and told it like it T I is. Yeah. And he so told me, me, me that
4: too, man. Don't oh, hold
3: yeah, back. Wait. Don't
2: hold
3: back. You know, don't, you? You ain't you. You ain't got you know. You ain't, don't be dis don't be disrespectful, but don't let someone disrespect you or your people either.
2: Right, absolutely. I think that was one of his strongest character traits as uh, mayor of the city of Detroit. He, you know, he was he he um you know he was a strong man, um, determined, had a lot of courage, and um, you knew not to mess with him. Yeah,
3: you knew not to mess with him, and you know he was—he wasn't afraid to be bold, and be beautiful, and be right. manly, man.
2: Right, absolutely. You, know, you got
3: too much out of today, man. You got too many of these, you know, bootlickers and buck dancers, you know, out here who are afraid mm. to be bold, and mm. afraid to be black, mm.
4: and afraid
3: to talk about being black, mm. and what the issues, what the strengths are, you know what I'm saying, and you know what the issues are involved right. in being black. You know what I mean? And, you know, I want to downplay that. And, you know, and my opponent right now don't ever want to talk about race. You know, the best time for him to want to talk about race is the best time is never, and the best place is nowhere for him.
4: Mm. And, you
3: know, we just can't have that, you know, leading the city right now. You got too many people that are hurting right now in this city. You know, Detroit is 80% black, and black folks only hold 33% of all the jobs.
2: Right. That's right. American apartheid right there. Very. Mm. So tell me, Senator Young, how long have you been serving in the political arena, and what are some of the positions you've held?
3: Been <coughs> at this for about ten years. You know what I'm saying, going on eleven. So mm. About ten years of doing this. Uh, going to, you know, going to my eleventh year right now. Um. The positions that I've held is, you know, I think well. Let me just tell you what my record is, man. I mean, I've um, I passed historic civil rights legislation involving women, making sure they receive mandatory paid leave when they become pregnant in both the public and the private sectors. Mm-hmm. had legislation involving energy cost recovery. Passed uh, legislation involving regulating the medical marijuana industry. Uh, pass legislation pass legislation uh, involving uh creating ten thousand jobs for, through movie tax credit and mm. uh I've passed legislation uh keeping people in their house by reducing their property taxes through neighborhood enterprise zones. But I've also done things in the neighborhood. We help people keep their lights off, you help people keep their water off, you help people get jobs. We even help some folks get out of jail. So we've done a lot for a lot of things and we're going to continue to do that, and I'm going to continue to do that
2: as mayor. Wow. So tell us what makes you think that you, or, or tell us what, why you believe you would be a better mayor than uh, our, the current mayor, Mike Duggan. Well, for one, I don't bid and collude. I don't admit
3: to crimes on television. I mean, <laughs> that's one. Um, I think for second... Mm-hmm. If I was mayor, we would have used the hardest-hit funds to actually keep people in their houses. Eighty percent of folks who made less than $30,000 were rejected from using Mm. the hardest-hit funds to stay in their houses. That would Mm -hmm. not have happened under a young administration. Um, I also think I would have put a lot more African Americans to work, and there won't be any jobs in this city that Detroiters won't have access to it first. Uh, I want to make sure that we have community benefits agreements with legally binding mandates that uh, make sure that uh, if you are going to come into this city and you're going to have economic development uh, or you're going to develop buildings or things of that nature, that you make sure you hire Detroiters first
2: and mm. you're going to do
3: things that's going to benefit the community. Right. I think it's a shame before God. You got billions of dollars flowing through downtown, and our children don't have any recreational centers.
2: Right. Uh, We could
3: charge some impact fees on these developments and use that money to build rec centers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just just think it's terrible. I think that before the bankruptcy, there could have been a conversation about us having more schools, more schools available, and actually making sure that we reform, that we pass some reforms to boost academic performance. Make sure that kids are in school, longer school days, longer school years. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And to have wraparound services in certain schools, so tax preparation, job training, health care centers. These are things that are very important, and to not have that included in the blueprint uh, of of the new Detroit, I think is, you know, so-called. I think mm-hmm. it's absurd, and I think it's outrageous, and I think it's a slap in the face to all the people that live in the city
2: of Detroit. Absolutely.
3: Oh, yes, and also let me just say this, too. Uh, I also think that we need to sue the auto insurance industry to stop mm-hmm. this racist redlining going Tell on in the about city about Detroit. Because it's racist, man. Tell wrong. me about and it. And our folks have been dealing with this economic bondage. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm, look, black folks at some point in time in this country have been in bondage. You mm. know what I'm saying? At, right. first it, at first, it was actual bondage through slavery. Then it was Jim Crow. Now it's economic bondage with racist redline and state government uh, state government policies. And that's e- what e- this right. is, man.
2: Economic that's bondage. This is. I agree with you 100. percent you know,
3: you got folks who are scared to get in their car, because the minute mm. they get pulled over, they ask them for proof of insurance. They don't have it because it's too expensive. Right. They either go to jail, they get their license suspended, or they get some tickets they can't afford. You know what I mean? It's a start, man. It's just a vicious cycle, and it has to stop, man. We're treating hardworking, honest people like they're common criminals. We treat black folks like they are the permanent underclass. And it's wrong. It's wrong. And so, totally you know, that's what I'm doing. Enough is enough, and we need somebody that's going to stand up and fight for the people and for theirs. And that's what I'm going to do. Time out for this pity-pat, time out for this rubbing these people's back and holding these people's hands. If you ain't going to do right by my people, we're going to come at your juggler. To
2: do what we need to do. <laughs> to get it done, it man. I w- we need that kind of leadership. We need that kind of boldness uh, in 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 the office of mayor of the city of Detroit. I totally agree with you, a hundred percent. Yeah, man. That's why. I what do it. you th- what What do you think of you know the city council? You know, um, not this current city council, but um, the past city council that um, you know I believe was responsible for basically giving away Bell Isle and Cobo Hall. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, the mayor was responsible too, man. And I mean, listen, I, I mean, we could all agree disagree. I, look, I personally thought that the bankruptcy was illegal. I thought mm-hmm. the emergency manager law was illegal. I mm-hmm. thought that that was basically done in order for them to take Bell Isle and let mm-hmm. to take the water department
1: and do what they, right. they want
3: to do with it. They took the water department. Now we got the most uh, off in this city, in United, water shutoff in this city in United States history. Um, one out of six houses in Detroit don't have water in them. I mean, you got folks who are fighting over basic resources. Basic resource such as water. We Mm. live in the Great Lakes, and you got folks who are fighting over water.
2: Mm.
3: Talk about it. A special kind of oppression, and these type of policies, you know, are what lead to people dying. Because you got thirty seven thousand four hundred and forty one people right now today that have hepatitis A because of water shut according mm. to Henry Ford, Global wow. Health Edition. So, I mean, you know, and you got a mayor up there who's just clueless. And so we can agree disagree. I mean, I'm sure I, mean, I wasn't in that position. You know, maybe they saw stuff differently that I didn't see. But I mm-hmm. know from my first, where I was at last, I didn't vote for any of I didn't vote for the emergency manager law. And I didn't vote for the grand bargain. Right. You know what I mean? Because I knew this type of stuff was going to happen. And right. that's basically what we got right now, man. You know, you got to you know, you, you, we live in a world, you got private profit and socialized debt. Uh, we live in a world where, you know, you got somebody where you got, a, you got this Wall Street that can extract $500 million out of the city, you know what I mean, due to uh, giving people uh, loans they knew they couldn't afford, didn't care. And they were basically breaking off those mortgages and selling pieces of it to other places so they can make their money. You mm-hmm. so know they basically gave people, they basically duped people on the pension board, saying that these investments were triple A grade when they when they were junk, and they knew it and didn't care,
4: mm-hmm. and they
3: put them. That's why the, that's why people lost their pensions, they lost their health care, and you know, and we don't sue them for that. We don't go after them for that. You know, especially now the Supreme Court said that the city, that cities can file suits against, the, you know, against Wall Street banks for what they did to the economy and what they did to, to uh city's financial sheet. And the fact that we strip, you know, people who work all their life, these are seniors who say to the good times and the bad times of the city of Detroit, for them to lose their health care and their pension and their annuity, you know what I'm saying, for them to lose their job. Right. You, know, I mean, you know, I think Astley went for like 20,000 members of like They're like 2,500 now, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Mm.
3: Or someone was in that number. You know what I'm saying? And then right. you going to get behind. And I'm not talking about the rank and file, but the leadership of Astley. You're going get behind a man who did that to you and didn't fight the banks just as tough. Mm. Didn't fight Governor Snyder just as tough. What you going to do about auto insurance? What you going to do about the way of living? You got Michigan State police officers killing boys on ATV? Murdering children and you ain't going to say nothing? Right. I mean, what kind of risky leadership is that? you send me to the female Radio
2: show.
4: Keep it
1: locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Helen Keller once said The only thing worse than being blind Is having sight But no vision What a truly profound and compelling statement Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed To give you the tools you need To see yourself and your future In a whole new way Vision Coming soon Visit michaelnemons.org for more details Tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed, or getting audited, or having issues with IRS. Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service design with you in mind. don't
0: don't, don't touch that dial it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be
2: right back it's the thinking out loud radio show let me let me ask you something you know do you think that um you know when you talk about the bankruptcy of the city of Detroit the emergency manager um at least from my viewpoint it appears as if um the the mayor's hands were tied but it was an it was completely orchestrated by the governor of the state of Michigan and you know much like he um you know was heavily involved in um, the Flint water crisis, uh, he did the same thing in the city of Detroit. You talking about uh, Governor Snyder? Absolutely.
3: Yeah, well, look, I think he should go to jail too. Right. I mean, look, I, I I, think that, look, you got children who are uh, mentally challenged for the rest of their life now. Right. You have 10 folks who have died. You know, the entire area, water, is being poisoned with it. and nobody's right. responsible. I mean, look, man, you got Claude Kilpatrick who's sitting in jail right now who did mm-hmm. much less than that.
2: Right.
3: And you got to remember, when they first ran him out, they didn't run him out for the contracts and other stuff. They ran him out because they said that at first, because they were talking about whether or whether or not he committed perjury because of his extramarital relationship oh, or what happened. Mm. You know what I'm
1: saying,
3: right? It, uh, right. It, you know what I'm saying. That's a right. much lower scale, and they ran this. Whatever you think about that, on a grand scheme of things, that's a much less scale, and they ran it. They ran that to the board. and they ran him out of town for that. And you got the emergency manager was governor Snyder. The emergency manager was voted down by the people. Right. The people voted that law down.
2: Yes, and they, they certainly came did. Fact.
3: merely within a couple of days, and the ink wasn't even dry on the ballot. Hmm. So they came back and and uh, it passed another law reauthorizing the emergency management. So it's like, how you gonna you know say do something that the people voted down? And you did it anyway. As this happens, since you want to save a couple, you know, a couple tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars.
2: But it solidifies your point that they were after Bell Isle, they were after Cobo Hall, they were after the Water Department, you know, and that's the reason why they put those things in place.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, that's why they did this. I mean, they did this so they can take all these assets. They did mm-hmm. this so they could feel comfortable with their investment. So they could come mm-hmm. over here and make this money. They set mm-hmm. all up this way so they can do what they're doing now. And you know, basically, they gentrifying and pushing black folks from bodies. You know, I mean, you know, we we're the we're the home of black revolutionaries and freedom fighters, man. This was the last stop before freedom on the Underground Railroad. Right. In Detroit, where uh, Martin where Martin Luther King gave his first ever dream speech.
2: That's right, at Cobo Hall.
3: Malcolm X and the message of the Grassroots. Right. Of Rosa Parks who sat out so a movie can stand up. Of Joanne Watson and hero, Of Ken Cock for the League of Revolutionary. Of General Baker and the Dodge Revolutionary Union Movement. Of Grayson Lee Ball. Of my father, the Honorable Coleman Alexander Young.
2: Absolutely. Who feedback
3: stress to the people and diversify the city workforce. And set records where black minority contractors can get work and created black millionaires, all that history, and now we're going to be pushed out.
2: I agree with you 100%. That's
3: why we're running, man. So it ain't got to be that way. That's why we're doing this. So people can get jobs, get opportunities, so families can participate in what's going on out here. So you can buy this land, so you can start your own business, so you can get these loans. So, you can afford your auto insurance when you buy it. So, you can get in the car and not have to worry about that. So, you can get a job. So, you can go to school and they work right and they function properly. They do what they're supposed to be doing. That's what we're running. So, we can build our roads and build our streets and tear down these abandoned buildings and have pride in our neighborhoods again and have pride in ourselves again. That's why we're doing this, man. That's why we're here. Because this is it. If we don't get it done this time, we don't get it right this time, there ain't going to be a second opportunity. Hmm. It's either here or now. It's either sink or swim. Fight or flight, ride or die.
2: You mentioned um, Kwame Kilpatrick, you know, and, yeah. and first of all, let me just say, you know, you, you are a um a young a young man, young politician, yeah. um, in the Senate, uh in in the state of Michigan. Um and you know you mentioned Kwame Kilpatrick, he became mayor of the city at the age of thirty one and and we know about his political career and what happened to him while he was in office and and many might attribute some of his political and criminal activity uh while mayor to his youthfulness uh in fact, when we look at your um your website. You know, it looks like the theme of your website is the Young Movement, I, and I really like that. But but do you think that Kwame Kilpatrick's age and, you know, coupled with the criminal activity that he's been accused of while being mayor here in the city of Detroit, um, do you think that's going to, um, well, that's going to hurt you being a young man running for mayor of the city of Detroit yourself? Well, you know,
3: all us young black men are alike, you know. Right. That's what I would say. Uh...
2: Okay. All right. So you 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 don't think that you have have you gotten any negative feedback from say some of the older citizens in oh, the yeah. city? Oh yeah,
3: you gonna get negative feedback regardless. I mean that doesn't really bother me. Listen, like I said earlier, I got a ten year record, man. I got right. a ten year record of what I've been doing in in the city. I got a 10-year record of accomplishments, and I'll put that up against anybody, man. And let me just say this, too. In my 10-year record, I ain't never been investigated, and I ain't never been accused or charged. And my apology can't say that. And I'm the only person <laughs> in this race that can. So, uh, you know, I think that's something that's very important. I think that's what's going to stand up about me is my record and then my stances and what I believe in and what I'm trying to fight and get done for the people and for the community.
2: Absolutely. Let me ask you another question. What do you think Detroit's, um, you know, when you look at the political landscape of this country, and you know, you know who we have in office, um, how do you think uh, the city of Detroit, um, you know, is is being impacted or will be impacted by the current administration in Washington?
3: I think it's going to be impact, huge impact. I mean, if you're talking about education, the city doesn't run the schools. If you're talking education, you know, right. all of our children are Title One funded. Our school, I think all of is Title One funded, or heavily funded by Title One. So that's something that relies on from the Department of Education, especially DeVos. Uh, they're talking about potentially changing or getting rid of the Community Development Block Grant funds. That's a lot of money that we use for the federal government. In order to make sure that we can, it's very versatile funds that we can use, whether it be building roads, tearing down buildings, other such things of that nature, or providing services. So I think that's something that's very critical. Uh, also, in terms of a lot of grants that we would receive, whether it be uh, from the, with the police department with uh, new technology or uh, from FEMA, uh, that's where a lot of money you would get for the, uh, they have a, something called the. US firefighters administration or something of that nature within the Department of FEMA where we would get a lot of the equipment, money uh that we would the resources that we would need uh to equip and train our firefighters and provide them with better technology and, and so they can be safer when they're out there fighting fires. Uh these are a lot of things that we rely on for the federal government as well as, you know, you know, money for infrastructure, again, whether it be roads, whether it be our sewers, you know, for the uh uh revolve state you know state revolving fund which also brought money from the federal government. So there's a lot of things that we receive in terms of dollars from the federal government and in terms of you know resources. You know, and also if we want to bridge the digital divide, I mean they got a you know, they got something called lifeline, lifeline uh with the uh that's within the United States Commerce Department uh that basically is dealing with building broadband for in poor areas. Mm So I think that's something that would be very important for people in the city of Detroit, a lot of folks right now are poor. I think uh, four out of five people in the city of Detroit do not have broadband uh, in their house. So this is something that we can use in order to address that issue and help people be able to participate in the 21st century and be able to, you know, be able to get jobs and opportunities for themselves in the 21st century economy. And, uh, you know, because you got a lot of folks, who are disadvantaged when they're because they don't have the resources, the access to technology that other people do, it's easier for people with those uh, access to that technology to be able to be successful. So I right. think that's what that's critical. Also, you know, there's a lot of things uh, in terms of, uh, I'll try to make sure I get this. It's, it is there, There's things in the terms we want to do, in terms of certain monies and dollars and things of that nature. Uh, there's also something called the, Assets for Independent Individual Development Account. That's with the with the Health and Human Services mm-hmm. uh, Department. And uh, that's basically savings accounts for people who are poor. Where if uh, you start, you get an uh, individual development account. Uh, that could be through a nonprofit or a government agency. And uh, um, for every $1 you put in that account, uh, if you qualify for the program, the dollar you put in the account, the federal government will match it with eight. I think that's mm. a really good anti poverty fighting program. You know, as well, you know, just as well as, you know, the other things in terms of food assistance, you know, and other such things that we rely on from the federal government for people who are poor, but for a lot of people who are working poor, because people make the mistake that just because you're on food assistance, somehow you're not working. There's a lot of people mm. who work who are still on food assistance. Um, so I think that's what I personally think that if the federal government really wanted to do something in terms of making sure that, uh, uh, that you know, Donald Trump, the Republicans were really, you know, sure about uh, wanting to help working men, they could raise the minimum wage to $15. Right. So you got that's, what we're, that's what I'm going to do when I'm there. Because you got so mm. many people who are working two, three jobs and still can't make it meet. me. Right. So uh, that's what I think is something we really could do to, to really level the to to playing field. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, that, I mean, that, I, I, I know that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, just in terms of transit opportunities, you know, we need mass transit that goes more than three miles. That's you know, I agree. Relied Upon federal grants and you know, new starts grants, the things that they, there's so many different things that you know we rely upon in terms of the environment, and you know. Uh, in terms of uh you know environmental protections and regulations and um, you know and money that way from the federal government to the localities in terms of making sure that we have certain things in terms of climate change as well you know so there's a lot of things that they rely on that, that we have a lot of its relationships with for the federal government that we can really use
2: so as we as we conclude as we wrap this interview um what what are some things you wanna tell? the citizens of the city of Detroit that are on the fence um, and and they haven't made up their mind about, you know, which candidate they want to, um, they're they going to, you know, they're going to vote for. Um, what do you want to tell them about you that you haven't already said?
3: Well, listen, I just wanted to say that, you know, if you're on the fence, you need to get off the fence and you need to vote for Colvin Young. And the reason why you need to vote for Coleman Young is because I'm going to fight for your neighborhood. I'm going to fight for your community. I'm going to fight for your family. And the reason why you need to vote for Coleman Young is because if we continue to keep going down this road that we're going, you will be pushed out of these neighborhoods. Right. What about the people? What about the neighbors? You have fought too long and too hard to have what you have, to hold what you hold now. The ground that you stand on has been soaked with too much blood, sweat, tears, and toil, and sacrifice, mm. and energy expended mm. for you to lose your house and barely be surviving. Imagine what kind of city you would be if we had a $15 minimum wage. Wow. If you had Detroiters that were represented at every single job site in this city in, in the majority. Imagine what it would be we had mass transit that goes more than three miles. Imagine what it would be we could breathe clean air and drink clean water. Mm. That's what we're fighting for here. Imagine you could get in your car and drive down the street and not have to worry about being pulled over because your auto insurance is, is not $5,000 anymore because redlining is ended. Because mm. somebody decided in leadership to fight for you. That's what I'm going to do every day, raise, sweet or snow, blood, sweat and tears. I am going to stand and fight for the people and make to the bloody end to make sure that my folks have best fit. So come join the coalition of the willing, the willing to stand, the willing to fight, the willing to bleed, the willing to struggle, the willing to sacrifice, the willing to die so our people can have more and better than Vote Coleman, Alexander
2: Young, November the 7th. Well, people, you've heard it here first directly from the candidate himself, Senator Coleman Young, mayoral candidate for the city of Detroit. I want to thank you so much again for being on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I wish you nothing but success in the days and the weeks to come uh, in the November election. You turned in to the freaking all radio show. Keep it locked,
0: keep it locked, keep
1: it locked it's their birthday, need a gift for that special someone, then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made, all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Helen Keller once said, The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemons.org for more details. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back.
0: It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Yeah, JJ Grimmore. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Question of the Week.
1: We are back and I hope you enjoyed our interview With City of Detroit mayoral candidate Coleman Senator Coleman Young Jr As you see, as you can see He is a very passionate young man About his city and the people of the city of Detroit Very knowledgeable, very intelligent um, Senator In the uh, Michigan State Legislature Out in Lansing, Michigan The state capital. And as I listen to his interview I can't help but here his uh his father Mayor Coleman Alexander Young's passion and commitment the same that he had when he was the mayor of the city of Detroit. Uh, One thing I remember most about Mayor Coleman Young was that he had no aspirations to go any higher on the political ladder. Mayor Coleman Young was content being the mayor of the city of Detroit. Which brings us to our question of the week which deals with the qualities that are most important in the mayor of the city of Detroit that you're looking for. What qualities do you believe are most important for the mayor of the city of Detroit to have. And let me preface this question first by saying that we've had a diversity of leadership in the office of mayor of the city of Detroit since the Honorable Mayor Young's passing. Uh, each leader is brought to the table a different kind of expertise and leadership style. Dennis Archer came from the legal background. He was a seasoned intellectual although he didn't have any prior experience as a politician because of his tenure on the mission Michigan Supreme Court people associated some level of political wisdom with him even though uh, he would not have been considered a career politician Uh, then of course we know about his predecessor Kwame Kilpatrick expiring young politician becoming mayor at the tender age of 31 and some might even say that uh, his age might have hurt him in the long run uh, which for positions uh, at this level Usually are reserved for more seasoned and mature men um, But we know what happened with him Which I believe was a political tragedy Tragedy on so many levels uh, Because we know he was being groomed For a high office in the in the Democratic Party And um, because he had not Because if he had not lied Under oath about his affair with Christine Beatty, He might have avoided prison Uh, But because of his other shady dealings while mayor, he probably would have ended up there anyway. But the one major misconception that I want to correct and and really, um, you know, set the record straight when it comes to um, Mayor Kwame, former Mayor Kwame Kilpatrick, people have have about him was that he went to jail because of the affair. no. He did not go to jail because of the affair. He went to jail because he lied about the affair to a federal grand jury, and that is the reason why he uh, he ended up there. He perjured himself, and uh, you know, coming from someone who has a law degree. And, um, you know, I just think that is, you know, you know, very disappointing because he should know better, definitely, uh, because he has a law degree. He knows how significant, how important it was uh, for you not to perjure yourself uh, on a on, especially in front of a federal grand jury. And that uh, fate at that point in time had been sealed for him. Kenneth Cockrell, president pro tem of the city council at the time Assumed the duties and responsibilities of mayor And then after a runoff election between him and Dave Bing uh, Dave Bing became the next official mayor of the city of Detroit Bing being a former Detroit Piston, a successful businessman uh, He won the popular vote because of his notoriety in the city, I believe but was he really what the city of Detroit needed in a mayor? I believe Mayor Bing was a stopgap in many ways To kind of hold things together Until someone better qualified could take the reins Now we have Mike Duggan at the helm Prosecutor, Wayne County Executive Former President and CEO of the Detroit Medical Center Now serving as Detroit's current mayor um, You heard what Candidate Young had to say about him And so the jury is still out about his leadership As mayor of the city of Detroit So for you is age an issue Should the mayor be An older man with some experience Um, Not necessarily In the office but in general years Is that important to you Do you think a young man Passionate, energetic, committed to the job And the people he is serving Is more of what you're looking for What important qualities are you looking for In the next mayor of the city of Detroit Um What do you think What what qualities do you think he has to have Honesty, integrity Charisma, compassion Intelligence Should they be an incumbent Should they already have experience in the job uh, As mayor uh, does having experience in the in the office automatically make you more qualified than someone who doesn't have any experience at all? What 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 qualities matter most to you? Let us know what your thoughts are. You can post your comments uh, in this. Um, you can post your comments uh, wherever this podcast is posted and we'll certainly make sure that uh, we read these comments and make sure that we um, include them uh, in the podcast and future podcasts uh, and during the month of October as we continue with our Meet the Candidates segment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So feel free to post your comments on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. Uh, Again, this is a call-in show, 646- 787-1614 is the phone number We'd love to get your feedback On anything that we discuss On the Thinking Out Loud radio show Again we're doing these Meet the candidate shows As a community service To the citizens of the city of Detroit I think it is extremely important That everyone exercises their right to vote especially us as black people. There are statistics that have been done on voter apathy amongst African-Americans because uh, we feel like they're doing, that we're being duped many times when you go to the polls to vote for a candidate who's made all of these election promises only to never fulfill any of them. Or for some people, election chicanery takes place, trickery and all kind of other shenanigans take place, which becomes increasingly disheartening uh, to those who... Who um, are committed to the electoral process And it's disheartening And the more you see it happen The less, um, the less prone you are to uh, continue voting But the other reason we're doing these types of shows is so that you will be a better informed voter, that you're not just voting uh, for someone based on name recognition alone, but you're voting for them because you know their politics, you know their policies, you know their platform, you trust them in many ways, and you trust what they say and what they uh, say they're going to do, and you believe in what they're saying and and, again, what they are planning to do. Uh, So we hope that these Meet the Candidate shows throughout the month of October Will be a benefit to you Again feel free to post your comments On our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page Or wherever You see um, these Embedded players posted uh, On social media Whether it be on our Twitter feed Or on our Facebook fan page Or whether you've posted The mb the embedded player on your Facebook pages as well You are more than welcome to do so We asked and 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 encourage you To um, spread the word about The good word about what's going on On the Thinking Out Live radio show Feel free to post these links On your Facebook pages Let your friends and followers know What we're doing We want to increase our numbers We're increasing them every week We're seeing our numbers go up We want to continue to see those numbers go up Continue to follow us on Facebook On Instagram And on Twitter as well And we thank you so much For what you're going to do Well we're going to take our last break of the show And when we come back we're going to give you Our thought of the week Stay close this is Thinking Out Loud Radio Show you turned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked Who told you That you were deficient Who told you That you were nothing who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnimmons.org Don't delay. Do it today. Also available on Amazon. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service design with you in mind. you send to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it
0: locked. It's the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show.
1: It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Stop, 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 stop the week welcome back to the thinking out loud radio show and again i hope you enjoyed this edition this 10th edition of the thinking out loud radio show our thought of the week comes from psalms 127 1 and 2 it reads except the lord build the house they labor in vain that build it except the lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. I believe this scripture is so apropos, not just because our interview, because of our interview with Senator Young, but even in light of the recent events taking place in the city of Las Vegas. Here people were innocently attending an open air concert, not believing that anything would go wrong. Uh, they believe, no doubt, that they were somehow insulated from anything wrong that might might be happening or going to happen because their faith may have been in the police department or their their faith may have been in the infrastructure of the city. But but Sunday's events have proven unequivocally that it doesn't matter how strong and fortified you think your city is, or how smart and intelligent the leaders of your city might be. I don't care how secure. Your city is I don't care how strong The infrastructure is or the police Force is or the fire department is Or the first responders are How fiscally sound The economy is or how united The people are if God is not At the center of your city Moreover if God is not At the center of your plans You are wasting your time And I love how the writer says In verse 2 that he gives His beloved sleep and what that simply means is for those who have God at the center of their plans, if for those that have God at the center of their life, uh, he gives them the ability to sleep peacefully. For those that are depending and trusting in God, they can have a restful sleep because they have given their affairs completely over to the Lord to take care of. Yes we realize that we have entrusted man To take care of the earthly affairs Of running the infrastructure of our cities And God does give men and women wisdom Just as King Solomon requested To go in and out amongst your people But our trust in them can only go so far In fact the wisest man to ever live Even though he was endowed with wisdom from God Hastened to say in Proverbs 3 and 5 That despite all the wisdom he had His advice to us was to still trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. We will be wise this week and in the days and weeks to come to allow God to direct our path. I want to give a special shout out and thanks to uh, City of Detroit mayoral candidate Senator Coleman Young For agreeing to be on being on The, the Thinking Out Loud radio show I thank him so much As well as his can, campaign uh, For agreeing to do the interview with us We appreciate it so much And thank you and the citizens of the City of Detroit And the Thinking Out Loud radio show family Thanks you as well If you want more information about Senator Young Or looking for ways to volunteer With his campaign Go to www.theyoungmovement.com dot The Young Movement dot com And there you should be able to get All the information you need to help Him in his bid for Mayor of the city of Detroit Be sure to subscribe to the podcast For this show on iTunes Google Play Music and TuneIn Follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and Instagram At the TOL Radio Show And like our Facebook fan page That's right facebook.com Forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio And of course, if you are an entrepreneur and you're looking for advertising opportunities, we want you to advertise with us. Uh, We want you to become a part of the Thinking Out Loud radio show family Uh, Send us an email at ThinkingOutLoudRadioShow At gmail.com We've got some great affordable advertising Packages just for you Remember October is going to be uh, Meet the Candidates Month on the Thinking Out Loud radio show all throughout This month we're going to be interviewing Candidates in the upcoming uh, Election on November In November and so uh, Be sure to tune in, you don't want to miss one minute of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Is remember the show airs Tuesdays from eight to nine p.m. on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio, and you can watch us live on our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com thinking out Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. We will see you same time, same station next week. We've got another great interview that we've already lined up for next Tuesday. We'll let you let you in on that a little bit later on in the week. But we want you to know that we've got another great interview scheduled for next Tuesday. at eight o'clock, We will see you same time, same station next week with another Power Pack show just for you. And so until next time, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you can see it, then you'll be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening.
0: It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show.